All right. It's that time. It's time for Beyond Sight and Sound. Let's do this. trying to take your hunting to the extreme? How about an American-based company that stands behind their product and everything they sell? Then check out our friends over at Extreme Scoops. John has been making scoops for some time now and makes a quality beach and sand scoop to take your hunting to the next level. Extreme Scoops recently released their new sand shredder that works great in the water and on the beach. And if you're a new Equinox user, you may want to check out his Surfmaster X3 that can trap those small targets you new Equinox users are finding out there. Extreme Scoops company approach is let's do it right. So do it right, buy it once, and go to the extreme. ExtremeScoops.com that's X-T-R-E-M-E scoops.com. Hey, boys and girls. We are going to talk about S&W Shooters and Prospectors. What is S&W Shooters and Prospectors? We at S&W Shooters and Prospectors help people find treasure. Did you say treasure? Yes, treasure. Just listen to this amazing review from our happy customer, Jackie Farrow. Do not operate motor vehicles or power equipment while under the influence of this show. Listening to this show could cause side effects such as bouts of laughter, 
violent binges of cabin fever, and even dreams of silver and gold. Please be advised. Now that the fine print is out of the way, on with the show. All right, we're back. We're live. Once again, you are listening to the on-site and sound metal detecting and truck earning radio for all the really cool digging people out there. And as I look into the chat, I see the Bills are in, Scott, Jason, Chuck, Detecting Addicts, uh, Celeste. Celeste says she's late, but uh, <laughs> we all are, kind of, or especially me. I mean, I guess... I guess nobody can show up until after the six, so it's my fault. I'm late. Uh, Frank's in the house. Uh, Ian is in as well. Matter of fact, he, uh, if you've uh, got the link for it, Ian, feel free to uh, drop your Instagram link there in the chat. Uh, Ian just got himself a... uh, Instagram account for him and the boys to kind of document their detecting adventures and uh, right off the top of my head, the name, the logo escapes me. Uh, I've had a lot going on, so I don't remember right off the top of my head the name of that, but I'm sure that Ian can put the name in the chat. And uh, make sure I and maybe even drop the link for for people that follow Instagram. I don't know. So first off, links in the chat and the description. Our friends at Shooters and Prospectors, AIP Extreme Scoops, Ring Finders, Detectives, Note the website, Terry Cannon's website, Midwest Refineries website. Uh, especially with the prices of gold and silver lately. Who knows? You may be entertaining that link. We've got uh, Ohio Metal Detecting, Detect Ed Out Doors, All Metal Militia, and Crazy Spider Adventures all on YouTube. We've got Metal Detecting, Beyond Sight and Sound, Metal Detecting, Central Illinois, Illinois, Iowa Treasure Hunters, The Relic Hunters, and All Metal Militia, and Detect Ed Outdoors, as well as Detect America, all on Facebook. If you're into the Facebook side of things, you can catch Frank, Steve, and Ronnie, 8 p.m. Eastern on Mondays, multicasting Facebook, YouTube. You can catch Shelly and Dawn on Thursdays, 7 p.m. Eastern, simulcasting Facebook, YouTube. What is the difference, some may say? Well... How many places you show up? <laughs> what can I say? Uh, I see that uh, Phil is in, so the Bortners are in. Hmm, you each get five. I wonder if that is. Hmm, hmm, hmm. I wonder if that is the the great ticket debate for the Bortners. Are the numbers shifting again? This is getting to be a neck-and-neck race. It's pretty hair-raising. Speaking of which, the Manticore raffle continues. That drawing will be done next month. 
at the Detecting the Heartland event. You do not have to be present to win, but you do have the option to purchase tickets even if you will not be in attendance. And I'm sure you can find that post in the Beyond Sight and Sound group, the uh, Beyond Sight and Sound page, my timeline, Chuck's timeline. There are a number of places that you can find that. That is $20 a ticket or $10 for $50. Who has such the terrible language in the chat? I see somebody started to say, well, there it is. Chuck. Chuck started it. Ah. We'll get back to that. Either way, it's uh, $20 a ticket for the Mana Core raffle or 10 for $50, which makes it a no-brainer. Makes it a no-brainer. Um, hmm. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a little chilly out there in the Midwest, isn't it, Chuck? I can't believe we were we were jacking up a building last. Well, yesterday, and and trying to replace the sill plate and and all sorts of other stuff. The sun was shining, beautiful day. And then we get hit with today. It's supposed to be a high of seventy with thunderstorms, and it might have started trying to reach seventy this morning. And then the cloud cover came in, and the temperature plummeted to. 41 with a wind chill of 36 and now it says tomorrow we're looking at temperatures in the 40s with a 70% chance of frozen mix how does that happen I don't know I don't know I don't like it I know that, but, well, I, I guess I can't say that. It is a welcome change of pace. It, it has forced me to uh, kind of kind of take a, a day or two off of all of the goings-ons that, uh, that I'm, I'm, I'm trying to... Uh, maim myself with, apparently. I don't know. Tam didn't think it was a good idea for me to try to jack up that building on my own, and really, I, I don't know. I would say I couldn't have dropped it on me, but you never know with me, and when you're doing something like that, it's always better to work with the buddy system. That, in fact, of those were those were some those were some large pieces of wood that we were using to stand rafters and reach from the jacks to the rafters and all of that stuff. But if anybody's interested in seeing the photos of uh, 
the mildly entertaining day for bystanders, then uh, they can check those out on my timeline, Tam's timeline, all of that. Or they can drop back to Friday and see the most excellent meal. We smoked barbecued chicken breast Friday. I'm trying to remember, I believe Bill was smoking ribs again. His looked good too. So it is official, other than the weather we have currently going on in the Midwest. We are into smoking and grilling season. And I think now we're just starting to... uh, I think now we're just starting to get the early spring weather that we should have been getting. I don't know. Uh, looks like Ian's saying that uh, he tried to post the link. Hmm. Looks. <laughs> well, see now that's that's I I've got that's almost enough to to uh make me grab an account uh just to just to follow that myself. Gotta love that name. Blind Squirrel Detectorists. Every now and then even a blind squirrel finds a nut, right? That's what I tell people anyway. That's alright though, it's all fun and games till someone losses an eye. Hmm Oh, what do we have here? What do we have here? Ian. Great debate. So, Ian's wanting to know, pellet or coal smoker? He's a lump smoker. I'm not sure if he's talking about, well, yeah, not hardwood chunks. And I'm sure that many people will say the pellet smokers are phenomenal. Maybe a little on the pricey side. I don't know. It's been a while since I've priced one. Believe me, uh, my money's going in a lot of other places right now. Good Lord, I think I dropped $150 on lumber just to uh, replace rotted lumber yesterday. And that's not counting the uh, the $75 on lumber just to be able to jack up a garage. So, yeah, it's it's been it's been quite the issue. Um <laughs> Oh, good grief. And we've got Mike in. Obviously, uh, Mike was the very generous donor of uh, some prices for Wednesday's show. We brought back Joker's Wild, 
to try and do something with the prizes. The Joker was jumping, though. Nobody could nail it down. But Celeste did win a mystery prize. And hopefully she got her shipping information off to Mike so that he could uh, get the prize out to her. And Mike Boyles is in as well. Now, there you go, Ian. You you want to welcome to Tim. You want to talk to somebody about the the great debate of smoking. I'm sure Boyles can definitely give you some feedback. Looks to me like he runs a pellet smoker, pellet grill. Uh. I know Ohio Relic Hunter's running a pellet grill now. He upgraded from his smoker to a pellet grill with the box on the side. Uh, myself, I I run chips or pellets, and I'm running in a modified electric smoker. Which actually, I surprisingly enough, I did modify Friday. And now that thing's good grief. It's a wonder somebody, one of the neighbors, didn't call the fire department because it'll definitely put out the smoke now. But that's all right. It was putting it out, making it smell like barbecue. There's a good time around here Friday. Matter of fact, somebody had come over to eat and. I believe they said when they pulled in a block away, when they started to pull down the alley, they could definitely smell it. Um, hmm. Oh boy, looks like Travis has been busy. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the way that's the way it's going for me, Travis. Uh it, it seemed like every time we turned around we found more that uh needed taken out and repaired, replaced, whatever, in terms of structural lumber. And then we had the very interesting happenings go on. Uh, we, were, we were using a combination of pressure-treated, ground-contact pressure-treated, and construction-grade structural for the project that we were working on yesterday. And we thought that it would speed things up dramatically if we had a framing nailer because of the wall stud work that needed to be done and the corner posts and all of that. So we go looking around for people that we know that have such devices at their disposal and we found ourselves a a nice uh very nice actually milwaukee fuel 
18 volt cordless framing nailer, which definitely made short work of what we were trying to do. And in all of my years of being around nail guns, finish nailers, framing nailers, uh, rad nailers, you know, whatever. Whether they were electric, whether they were pneumatic, whether they were gas-charged, powder-actuated, or even battery-operated, I have never seen what happened yesterday. As we're going along, nailing these studs in, you're you're hearing the the sound of the the framing nailer going, you know, pop pop pop, pop pop pop, pop pop, and then I hear my buddies say, "Huh, well, that kind of complicates things." So I come back in to see what's going on. I had been outside of the garage at that point. And I'm expecting to find out that we found more rotted lumber that needed replaced. When I come in and I happen to look over at the corner that he was in. And up over his head hangs this... Milwaukee framing nailer. Stuck to the 2x4. Half of the nail's in the 2x4, the other half of it's in the nailer. And he's kind of prying on it with a flat bar. Now we're shooting like I don't know, probably, probably about the equivalent of uh, Eight penny nails, three inches or so. Anybody that knows cordless power tools knows that Milwaukee fuels are not cheap. So I told him, I said, first off, I don't know how you manage that, but what the heck did you do? Secondly, you probably ought to quit prying on it with the flat bar, because if we wind up breaking that Milwaukee nailer, somebody's not going to be very happy. So we wound up prying the uh, stud off the wall so we could get the nailer down on the floor where we could get a look at it, and finally got the got the problem resolved. The nail came out in the shape of a U. And, well, we couldn't unlatch the front and pull the gun away. Once we got everything freed, we found out that somehow, because, I mean, anybody that's messed with nailers, they know, they, they've seen them jam, and they know how to clear the jam and all of that. This one didn't exactly jam. It shot the nail out of the gun below the nose of the nailer. I don't know how he did that. I don't know how. But 
you're looking at, uh, I don't know, some Milwaukee framing nailer, it's a fuel line, it's probably a $500 nail gun. You don't want to pry on it with a flat bar. Probably not a good idea. Don't break it. How's it going, Chuck? Are you staying warm? Uh, yeah, I'm now. Uh, come down about 5 o'clock and fired up the insert down here. It is a bit chilly. Yeah, it's it's chilly here, too. And I hear you've got that white stuff floating around in the air. Ew. Uh, oh, the, the highway no. above me here is Route 30, and they're saying about 15 miles. They're saying six or more inches up there. Good grief. Just, yeah, and now it's just kind of snow for you. We can see a, a, like an inch, and they said it won't accumulate here. These guys are calling the shot pretty thin. And uh, I'm like, oh, come on. This is crazy. Cut it out. Yeah, this is definitely a late-season snowfall. Yeah, and I see Mike said he had to turn on the heat last night. Well, we turned her on this morning, and uh, it uh, the wind is the big deal. Yeah. 30-mile-an-hour-plus stuff going. And, yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, I, I went out today. I went out back today to to uh, try to make sure that we had everything picked up because by the time we were Tim's wrapping, leaving this from across the pond, Tim's in England. Oh yeah. Hey, yeah, speaking of which, there, he has to get to bed. He'll, they'll be getting him up about six. Right. Speaking of which, Rob Rizzo. I'll be do well over there. You and the wife. Rob Rizzo's still over there, and he got himself... Uh, he got a hammered penny, I think that's I That's right. Yeah. That's cool. Long cross. He was pretty pleased with that. And that was hit with the dais, too. Yep. They're good on that fine stuff. Yeah. Yeah, they are. They They do definitely like that stuff. I gotta answer a question. Yes, Jason, I've had half a dozen come in and go right out on the Xterra Pros. No. Put the nine hundreds in, all but one went out in two days. Manicores are still trickling through unless you're And they go out just as fast runs. as they trickle in. Actually they go yes, out they faster. Yes and yes. So it's been good in other things and accessories. I got to talk to Frank. I need some Aquatex. The Aquatex, and I'm out of Aquatex and Threshers, and things went out all week long. It was a good week. People are gearing up, and but right here locally, we detecting for a day or two. Right. Yeah. Got pretty wet. That's a pretty good range. Right. We could use... And the boys are in the field planting already. Oh, yeah, I know. It, it's been crazy. The The weather that we had was nice enough that it was able to dry the fields out good enough that in many areas they are out planting. So, for the field hunters, it looks like their season may be done for a little bit. Right. Yeah, okay, Frank, I'll get a hold of you, bud, and let you know how many I need, okay? You saying, I'll send them from here. I said, that sounds good. So, I got to reboot. You can't get much better. 
No. It's, it, yeah. Everybody talked about them for a long time, then they hit me all once in one week, and it's just like, boom. I had 900s come in, just got them to the shop, and they're gone. That's a good thing, though, I guess, in yeah. a sense. That means business is going well. I have one left. That's it. Wow. So folks are wanting to get out there. <laughs> Mother Nature was really cooperating well, and then she said, nah, you're done for a week. Right, yeah. Everybody got their units, and they were ready to head out, and Mother Nature says, nah, I don't well, know. You could, you could go out in this. If we were in England, this would be a normal day. Right, that is true. <laughs> Put your reindeer on your boots and have a good time. Right in the mud. Right. And the chill. Night, oh. Tim. Yeah. But anyway, no. Good uh, luck in the field, about Tim. Nailers. And I've, I've, I've used them. They work great. Just be careful with them. But I've been called to people who had problems with nailers. Oh, boy. One through an E. Uh, yeah, yeah. One I've... through a guy's right hand between the thumb and index finger. And he was nailed to the board. Well, at least it was in the web. Well, we got we cut on either side of the board and shipped him that way. Let the doctors right. take him out. Yeah, exactly. Just get him detached from the board and let the doctors take care of the rest. Yep. I did see a guy one time sat down, and he had been running a pneumatic one. And he sat down, and just as he sat down, he, he happened to bounce that nailer off of his leg and put one right through the side of his leg. Uh-huh. So that's the kind of stuff, if you're using that unit, and there are all, all different styles, electric, uh, like you said, gas and um, like powder actuated, pneumatic, battery all, powered. They'll shoot a nail a long ways. Oh yeah, they will. They definitely will. Uh, it there's a lot more power behind them things than what a lot of people think. Yes. Yes. So other than that. But no, it's been good. Did get out, do a little detecting, got a few things. I got a unusual Texas button, and oh. it was a very early. It says Texas has the Texas star in the middle. I have the shank on the back, two piece, probably eighteen eighties nineties era. I still haven't quite nailed down. Some people say it's Texas A&M, but it says Texas A-C-M, which is some sort of acquisitions group for the military. So I'm trying to nail down which button it is. Huh. What, now, how did you find the uh, time frame? Was this because of the style or the back mark? Or? Uh You can go online, I looked it up, and there are a couple variations of it. Mostly on what was sold on eBay, they bring 30 to 40 bucks with all the guilt. The guilt's pretty well gone. Right. So I was just 
surprised me where I got it, where I'm at, and I'm getting Texas military buttons, what I think it is. Yeah, that's when you kind of scratch your head and go, huh, how'd that get Yeah, who, who drugged that up here? Right, yeah, you're, you're a little ways from Texas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you just don't know what you're going to dig up. And uh, I got that with a Knox, 800. Nice. Because like I said, all my manacores are gone. And uh, I'm waiting for the next round. I hopefully get some overage I can take another one out and go mess around with it. And I haven't. I put time on a 900. They've been kind of going out kind of quick, too, so. Right. And NACA is releasing more simplexes. The great battle is on between Mine Lab and NACA. It is a yeah. battle. Well, it is. And I can and I can say that was a very interesting go-live that she did the other day. Yep. So... Everybody be tuned up and ready because there'll be more coming down the pipe because I'm quite sure something's coming down the pipe from Garrett here shortly. Mm-hmm. So and, it'd be fun. And we've got things in the works with Nokta still because I know they're they're releasing Always. up upgraded simplexes, upgraded legends. Well, the pinpointer too. And the AccuPoint, yes. Yep. So... We'll see how it goes. Right? Yeah. Well, I'm going to review on the Manticore tomorrow night on the show. Well, I'll have to he's... listen to it in archive. Yeah, he's finally ready to talk about it. Good to see you. Yeah, I liked it. And and uh, one of the guys who's purchased it is in the Quad City area, and he's killing it with it. He just Steve is just knocking it dead. He's going back to places he hunted for years, and he's like, "Oh my God!" I said, "I told you ten <laughs> years ago to get in the mine labs." Yeah, exactly. I mean, there. It doesn't matter which model. I, they just okay. Mine labs may seem a little pricey, but they make good machines. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the and, the the E track was a silver slayer in the field. Oh, it is. It still is. The guys that got them, they still they still do very very well. Good for relics too. And yeah, but they and, were not killers of gold. No, no. I mean, it could be done. It could mm-hmm. be done, but it wasn't necessarily the the best machine of choice for that particular uh, target. And then when when I saw the launch for the Manticore, saw the video, it's like, now this is intriguing. This has me very interested in seeing what's going on. Because if that can do anywhere near what it claims, it will be a beast in the field. And I still stand by it. I think it will be. Great. I've been... So... Let them guys argue it out, and in the long run, we win. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. Let 
Let everybody else debate about which machine is the best, and while they're all debating about it, I'll be out in the field using it. <laughs> and my legend users that are out there are loving it. The Simplex guys, they're loving it. They're loving and, it. Yeah. And now the the uh, Xterra Pro, that that is a good machine. I played around with it. I, I did some swinging on the test garden, and it did very, very admirably on it. Well, see, and, and there again, we've got, you know, some people that listen to the show are recently into the hobby and everything, and they may not realize the the evolution of the Xterra itself because it, it started out as the uh, all the 30, the 50, the 70. And if I remember right, the uh, shafts were color-coded to kind of designate which machine it was. And you had to uh, change the coil to change the frequency. You you had to have the proper coil to do that. Yep. And, and then it evolved into the 305, 505, 705. And the 705 Gold Pack, that thing was a killer in Alaska for its price. Yes, it was. And, you know, they melt coils, manufactured a three-frequency coil for that machine. And you could switch, without having to switch a coil, the coil had all three frequencies in it. You could actually switch internally to get your three frequencies. Right. And there again, I mean, that huh. we've heard right. all oh. sorts of people say what the difference is between, say, stock coil versus nail. And yeah. them nail coils, they're good coils. And now we see, I I hadn't heard anybody mention anything about Xterra's in some time, really, other right. than just mild I've passing guys, conversation, the 705 maybe, and now all I've of a sudden we get hit the with the Pro. Yet. Right. And it really kind of surprised me they came out with it when they did, how they did. And it's still limited in numbers coming in, but, uh, yeah, good deal. I, I gotta say, I was surprised to see them release it, period, in a sense, because of, like I said, we, you don't really hear a lot of people talk about the Xterras anymore, and I don't know. I mean, some people say this is Mind Lab's, uh, this is this is their chance at targeting the simplex. Other people say that this is Mind Labs. You know, we're gonna milk the last of it we can out of the Xterra line before we discontinue it. Well, they totally discontinue Xterras. Right. Period. They were gone. You couldn't even. They weren't even uh, supporting them anymore. On. Uh, Repairs. Yeah, no no parts, no service on them, nope. nothing like that. And then just all of a sudden, clear out of left field, we get hit with, oh, hey, look, here's the Xterra Pro. And they're Don't have machine. headphones for them, but here it is. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so that's why we need some Aquatex in hand that maybe will work on those. Um, I've got guys 
Right. One way of sounds and I said, check out the earbud line. I said, that right now is the only place I can tell you. I don't carry earbuds. There's a million different ones out there. I don't know what's right, wrong, or otherwise. Now, I have heard guys pairing up the Z-Link to them. Really? Yes. I saw a couple posts guys were doing it. But, you know, that's iffy, and that's slower. But if you get it to work and work with it, well, okay. Yeah, I mean, if if you're one of those hunters that you... Because, I mean, it's a personal preference thing. Some people just absolutely do not like to hunt with headphones, earbuds, any of that. They'll use the external speaker of the machine. Me, I have to have headphones. If you're one of those people that have to have headphones, then, you know, even if it's working in a limited capacity, some is better than none. I mean, you get a complete detector for 269 bucks. A, a good Lift complete battery. detector. Huh? A good complete detector. Yeah. And... Of course, you got to buy peripherals here in the future, wireless headphone, whatever, but that is there to stand beside the simplex, period. So, and that gives cool. that gives some people an opportunity. I mean, well, and we we did have the uh, the Vanquish, which I think their their marketing was completely backwards on that, as far as the Vanquish helps to see. Yeah, that's for another whole show sometime. <laughs> right, but that that bottom end Vanquish line that was something that people who were not familiar with MindLab they could actually experience a little bit of a MindLab machine at not right. very much out of pocket. And this is the same thing oh, that the Xterra Pro does. The 440 and the 540 is the only one I ever carried. Yeah, I've that's, that's it. The 340 was the, the shop, and yeah, there's a reason for that. It the just, 340 no. was the base unit, and that was pretty much a a flop. Yes. In the Profine series. The 66, 6066, 60, I sold some of those, and they're great to have in the camper. And oh, yeah. The, down and you can cut them loose in the beach. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Yeah, the go finds. Uh, but, the uh, yeah, the original go finds. And there the again. The very uh, first ones, their design on the shaft portion was not good. That's putting it mildly. And Frank, I I just recently sold another 540, and they they had one, and they go out together with 540s, and they love them. Yeah, I mean, I don't see anything wrong with the machine necessarily. I mean, it it's got the same technology; it's got the multi IQ technology that the Equinox does. My whole issue with that was the way it was released because of. It, it's it's just bad marketing perspective, right? And Frank, like you're right. Said, that's come early ones. That's for so, all other shows. That attempt didn't fly well. <laughs> yeah, certain, like a brick. You know, but yep, yeah, the race is still on. 
They're still going at it. We'll see what happens. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, like we've said before, in in the end, the 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 manufacturers can do what they want. They can release what they want. They can keep that competition going, and that's great because in the end, we're the ones that reap the benefits from it. We win in the field. Correct. They can continue so, to fight. People can continue to debate, but while they're doing all of that, we're out in the field hunting. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So did anybody find anything good this week? Did you see anybody post something up other than... Uh, well, I know I know the uh, Bortners got out, but they didn't. Yeah. I mean, they, they found some... You know, modern coins, uh, not a lot to jump up and down about, but they were glad to be out hunting. I kind of wondered if we wouldn't see something from somebody in the chat maybe returning from the Garrett Memorial hunt. I saw a lot of pictures. I actually saw Butch Holcomb found one token good for a gold coin. Hmm. Even even set on the back gold, turned it in, got a two-peso gold. Well, you can't take a stick at that. Especially well, not though, right now with the prices. Yeah. Yeah, I was doing a little research on some of that today. And back, the last big spike that we had was 2011. And it got up near the $40 range briefly. Yeah, it was so getting we haven't all got up, there, But it's in the $25 range right now. And, of course, they're all screaming it's going to go up higher and higher we'll see and, well uh, and the uh, drop back a little bit is two thousand nine bucks or five bucks and that's mm, where i feel it should be right and the speculators uh, you know there's plenty of them out there that'll still tell you that silver is still undervalued uh factoring in the gold silver ratio right and then, uh, yes, it is. And uh, the the silver market's booming. They're selling. Yeah. Smokes are selling silver. Rounds and bars and uh, try to fall and try to find any average circulated silver in any quantity from somebody unless you're buying halves in some quarters. But dimes, non-existent. You can't find average circulator or what they call call coins because they aren't high grade average circulated and uh, yeah yeah a lot of the uh, a lot of the silver dealers and coin shops and antique stores a a lot of them usually have a lot of them calls laying around that people can snatch up for a little bit over spot but right now everybody I've been hearing from it's not there to be had. Nope. The stores just don't have them. And what they do have are usually numismatic grade pieces, and they want a very nice amount for them. Yeah, there's there's a spread on it that's a little high. And yeah. uh, I was looking at, well, I looked at Amp Max, I look at JM Bullion and Silvertown. Then I keep track of what melts at, and the uh, spot spread is really gone up. Oh coin yeah, yeah, big time here in the past ten days. 
Yeah. And, Coin, uh, round, bar, silver, it doesn't matter. That common silver is going up. Pile it up a couple years and watch. Yep. When I see the price go... Mercs, unless they're, you know, like a 42 over 41 or something rare. And right. Your, your rosies, that's good stuff to just kind of throw back and, you know... Set on them. Late date silver Washingtons, uh, dateless State of Liberty quarters, things like that. You get a bit of it built up. It can pay back on the gas funds. Oh, and, yeah. I mean, I've especially come in and buy brand new detectors from me for silver. Especially, like you said, the the late date Washingtons, your your common uh, your Rosies, your common run Mercs, because they're there's nothing there really other than the silver value. I see Steve Pacifico just made it in. Hey, Steve, oh, what's up? Uh oh. Yep. Hide, Frank. Hide. Yep. <laughs> there it goes. We just went to the wolves now. Yep. So, but, uh, yeah, you know, people tell me I never sell anything. Well, that's fine. That's fine. But, you know, sometimes it's, it goes up. It's to your advantage to think, well, I don't need these. And right. I need that. Well, these go for that. That works. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and and I, like you said, I get it. I understand that people don't want to sell their fines or anything like that. But sometimes it does work out where you're going, well, you know, it, at a price like that, I can't really turn it down. I Now but is need, the time for me to sell. Uh, I sold in 1980. I sold in 2011. And it built up a nice amount between those, and I built up another nice amount over those years between 2011 and now, and I'm just sitting back watching, and they go right well against the new 90 horse that I want. Right? Kind of looking, going, hmm. Yeah, I Maybe am. I ought to think about selling some of this off. It, it's like, that'd be cool. Yeah. Especially if you can make it pay off well enough where you get that new 90 horse for your boat. Free, That's right. basically. I mean, so there, the there's the absolutely nothing all wrong with that. Here at once, I might need that boat quicker, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there, there's still a lot of snow up north that needs to melt off that you guys are going to be seeing the river rise. Right. So, what? Of course, that reminds me, you being on the river, you keep track of that. What are you at as far as the level of the river right now? Right now it's at uh, 15.8, which is about four and a half feet, five feet above the 10 foot. They try to keep a 10 foot level between nine and a half, ten 10 for barge passage here. And right. it's been steadily going up and it will continue to go up. And the more of this that we get, the longer it holds its high point. And we're in for what they predict is moderate flooding. But now with the extra moisture, we could just touch into what they call major in the 20-foot uh -huh. range. Yeah. 
from my pool. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, from from what I'm hearing, they're speculating it could be a wet summer. Oh, we'll see. And if, the river, you know. yeah, last year it was pretty low. It was. It was, but we'll have to see what happens this summer. I mean, this that's one of the things, I mean, a lot of people don't understand the concept of cresting and how it works when you're around rivers and creeks, and that's something that a lot of people may begin to... Uh, unfortunately educate themselves on this year if they do not already know about it if if it's going to be as wet of a season as they make it out to be so we'll see what's happening i've been watching all the way from lock and dam one down and they're all up high and uh, but lock and dam one at uh alma minnesota just below or just at the saint paul region was holding steady, but it was high. Right. So you watch it coming down. Everything else is going up with all the multitude of streams and rivers emptying in. Exactly. And that's that's the thing. I mean, it's it's a mighty river, and you have to have a respect for it, or it well, will show you otherwise. That's right. So, well, anyway, I've said my piece tonight, and I see Frank's talking about snakes and all kinds of stuff on there. All the, all of the uh, lions, tigers, and bears have got him fired up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that black panther he had looked pretty vicious with the heart shape. license on it or nameplate. <laughs> I tried to read it. I couldn't. <laughs> right. Uh, it's a good thing he's above the iguana line, I guess. Yeah. Otherwise... Well, he, what is that lizard with that that he had on there? I don't know the name of that one, but he's got all kinds of critters on his game cam. Right. It's fun to watch that stuff. Well, anyway, that, that's about it. We'll look towards what we got going Wednesday. We're going to be giving anything away? I don't know. You we want might. to start up a question night? We we could. I guess that, that depends on if the listeners are ready for that, but I, I'm sure we could. Yeah. And I know we do still have some things uh, in the wings from... Uh, Last Wednesday's show that since nobody could manage to win other than Celeste, they're still in the wings floating around somewhere that maybe something could be done with a couple of those. I don't know. We'll talk about that. You and I will put something devious together. Hmm. Well, I'm all right with devious. That that just requires my mind to work. Just... A month off of uh, detecting the heartland, and my boy came through. Adam came through for, I talked to him, and then sick Casey on him. He came through with a really nice prize package from Garrett. 
Ooh, nice. Casey posted that up today. And uh, we're waiting to hear on a couple others. So they'll have plenty there at that hunt. Oh, yes, they will. And I got a silver pull tab out that's going to go out at that hunt. Maybe two, I don't know. And uh, but Illinois Tim will be with me in my boot booth and Frank. Whereas, and Frank's been working this past weekend. We got to get him on. He's got to tell you about a new archaeological dig he's working on. Oh, he's well. with the archaeologist not far from where he worked a year ago. They moved down the line. They've been getting some stuff, and they've got Frank detecting, but he's been doing some digging. So maybe one night after he's done here, we can get him in here. Yeah, we'll have to do that. I figured you were going to say he was working on some perfecting his recipe. And what? Well, that's that's continual. <laughs> <laughs> that's and a never-ending process. Too, he, he's getting ready to pick. Yeah, there you go. Nothing and, wrong with uh, that. Well, so I got there. I've got a friend of mine coming down from Prairie du Chien, Dave Ralph. And Dave's detected, and he's been up to Alaska with me, and he's looking forward to it. But he made or makes several different things, but he's bringing his own maple syrup down that he collects Ooh. and makes, and it's killer out of the Wisconsin area. They tap, they boil it down, they do their own thing, and I think this year he had a record year on that. Oh, I've got it's good. So he'll have wow. maple syrup for sale in the booth. That's the first time I've had syrup for sale in a booth. Right? That just that just makes me hungry for waffles. Well, I'll tell you <laughs> what, it's good stuff. Oh yeah, it's you. Good. Uh, you so I'll be can't having a bunch of guys be. hanging out in the booth. Kevin Smoot's coming up. And, uh, hey, it'll be good to see Kevin uh, again. Yeah, F Squatch Brothers are coming. Uh-huh. So we'll have a crew hanging out at the booth. Sounds like packing the joint. Yep. And then we'll have you and get ready for... And by the way, Deb is going to be there. It's verified. My lab will be on site. Of course, Good. Baroque is going to be there, or Brock. So we'll have Good. to but knock at one end and my lab at the other. There you go. With all the other booths in between. <laughs> kind of kind of the way it was set up at Swing into Summer, so to speak. Yep. And, of course, the boys will be there, the diggers. Oh, yeah. Yep. Can't, can't miss them. Keep. Keep a tight yeah. eye on your phones. Right. Well, <laughs> it'll be an interesting weekend, and it'll be an open day of hunting on Sunday, and uh, we'll have a good time if the weather is nice to us and not coming with all kinds of weird storms and stuff. Right, which we hope, but uh, it's a rain or shine event. Uh, I'm looking forward to hunting this Boy Scout camp. It's a big one. It's an old Oh, yeah. Yeah, scout camps like that, anytime anybody can get the opportunity to hunt on one, they do not want to pass up that chance. Right. I'm hoping to have a manicure to run around with and another one to raffle off. We're getting close. 
They're really going to have to open those supply have to lines. Wait, uh, the winter may have to wait, but I don't know. We'll see if we got one in hand. You never know. But I'm sure as long as they stay tuned to the show, they'll find out. They'll know. Right. Yeah, Roger, Prairie Deschim area is pretty country. I've been up through that area many, many times and hunted up there, and it's good. It's one of my favorite spots. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. One of the oldest spots along the Mississippi River that's this far north. They used to have the great trapper rendezvous there in the late, believe it or not, 1600s into the 1700s. Right. Yeah, a lot of... uh for trade influence. Yes, big time. Mm-hmm. Big time. Absolutely. So Chuck's yeah, going to have... He's going to wait for his man of core. <laughs> you got to buy tickets, Frank. Yep. Got to put that little bit of a rub in. There you go. Well, anybody, everybody have a good night. It's 8, eight o'clock here, 9 o'clock your time, so... I'll back out. We won't run you over until we can save it up till the next time. Hey, there you go. That sounds like a plan. You know, I think I may be all right with that. And uh, we'll try to uh, get together and see what we can come up with as far as maybe we'll bring back some uh, questions and trivia Wednesday. So I've got some trivia I've been thinking about that I'm going to line up on. Maybe we'll do a pull tab. And we'll do it over a few shows and gather up some people and put them on a wheel and see who wins it. Yeah, do like we did uh, the last time around with it where we were we were thinking it was going to get to that point where we right. were going to have to do a random draw from everybody that called in. But if we can get people to, to call in and get the questions right, we'll just give them an entry into the draw and announce a winner after a few shows. All right. I hope they're all listening and they have good memories when we talk about things on these past couple shows. So anyway, I'll talk to you later. Everybody be safe. Have a great night. I hope the snow doesn't come your way out there in Ohio. I hope it stays yeah, too far north. But have rain coming your way. That's all right. I'll take it. All right, buddy. <laughs> have a great night. Thank you. Thanks for the call, Chuck. Stay safe. Stay warm. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I'm doing the stay warm thing. Bye <laughs> <laughs> bye. So there we we got to hear a little bit of an update from Chuck on what was going on. Well, that's a nice change of pace. Skype didn't keep all the calls this time for some reason. Good, definitely good. But a uh, little bit of an update from Chuck. Don't forget, you can still get the Manicore raffle tickets. Uh, you know, I'll have to see, maybe, maybe, because we have not, I don't think Chuck has announced a cutoff date on those tickets, but you can rest assured there will be a cutoff date. When that is, I'm not real sure. I know uh, Swing Into Summer, uh, Chuck and I were both running raffles, uh, and we did shut them both down as far as online ticket purchases. <sighs> I want to say a couple of days before the event. If I remember correctly. Simply because of the fact I 
I didn't want to have to be dealing with, you know, trying to make the trip plus deal with people wanting to purchase tickets. So, who knows? We'll see what happens. Uh, maybe Wednesday, it sounds like we may be bringing back the trivia and see what, uh, what people want to get involved with there. Don't forget, tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Eastern, Frank will be reviewing his experiences with the Manicore. Those of you that follow the shows, you've been getting the breadcrumbs here and there, and it sounds like he's ready for full disclosure. Basically, give out what he thinks about the machine. That's going to be interesting. I hope... I hope I'm not too tied up because uh, things have kind of kept me busy here lately. I've I've been missing shows and all of that with trying to get projects cleared off of the plate before DTH. And I know we do still have some fencing to do and we got to get the fence up. We got to have the fence up because we got to have the garden in before we leave for the event. So that kind of takes precedence right now. For everyone else, though, stay safe, stay warm, stay dry if you can. And if you're able to, get out there and try to find something. Let us know about it. Keep posting up those finds. Keep posting up the smoking and grilling. I I did get the uh, barbecued chicken breast. The uh, smoked barbecued chicken breast posted up on my timeline. I haven't shared it over to the group yet, but I will probably do that sometime later tonight. Definitely some good eating. Diggers, no food. <laughs> Have a wonderful evening, everyone. We're out of here.